What's going on, visionaries? Welcome to episode 11. I'm coming to you live with my friends, Ricky and Nikki Garcia, mom and dad. Uh, not, not my actual mom and dad, my really good friends. But um, quick note, we're filming in my hometown, McAllen, Texas, live at the family church. McAllen's on the map. Yeah, McAllen's on the map. Put 956 on the map. Good place to be. Yep. Um, Nate, we miss you, big dog. Uh, my boy John, behind the camera, is filling in for my boy Nate. Quick sponsor, shout out Eden Productions, at Eden Productions, with two S's on Instagram. Thanks for sponsoring this episode. Wow. But y'all, welcome to the pod. Thanks for having us. Second power duo yes. of the pod. That's right. Second married couple. Yeah. yeah. It's definitely good to be no. here. We've known this guy for a very long time. Awesome individual. So shout out to Jacob for just being an awesome dude, man. Mad love, bro. Yeah. Episode 11. That was intentional. That's Ricky's uh, jersey number. Yes. Yeah. 11 all the way for everything. Yeah. Uh, y'all, uh, if you know how this pod starts, first question, someone asks you what you do. Uh, you meet a stranger, they ask you what you do, how you explain that concisely. Nikki, I can start and then Rick. I give unsolicited, unsolicited life advice. When people ask you what you do, you're giving unsolicited life advice. What is uns- unsolicited is not asked for? Yeah. I give solicited life, life advice. <laughs> 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 We're going to dive into that in a little bit. For sure. Rick's house. What do you do? Um, I'm pretty straight up. Like if somebody yeah. asks me what I do, um, I always describe it as I'm a pastor. Uh, that's my main focus. That's just yeah. that's what I'm called to do. But... I heard T.D. Jakes say, say something, and it was really, really good. Yeah, yeah. He said, um, he doesn't describe himself. A lot of pastors, what they do is they say, pa- I'm a pastor, period. Yeah. And mm-hmm. his interpretation is like, that's not who I am. It's what I do. Yeah. I'm a pastor, comma, entrepreneur, comma. Oh. He, he just keeps going with the list. So, like, when I heard him say that, honestly, that's how I feel. I'm like, yeah. so when somebody asked me, what do you do? I was like, well, I'm a pastor full-time. But I also do this, and I yeah, also yeah. do that, and I like business ventures and stuff. So yeah. that's what I say. Yeah, yeah. we'll unpack it. We'll unpack it a little bit. Uh, so Visionary's backstory, uh, I think, how, what year did we meet? 2017? 16, 17? Yeah, like 17. Yeah, 17, 17. 17. So uh, I had just moved away from my childhood church, and I came into uh, the family church where y'all pastor. Um, quick plug, if y'all are in McAllen, very good church to get plugged into. Come see us. That's right. Yeah. Um, so I, I come in. I'm like 19 years old in uh and Rick and Nikki are the youth pastors there. So um, I wanted to kind of pull back the timeline. Uh, so how did y'all get plugged in with that family church in the first place? Ooh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That goes back. That's a, you want to Bullet points. Bullet yeah, points. Give us, give us a Sparks Notes version, just like bam, bam. Yes. Uh, you, you start, you, you go with the opening date, and then I'll, I'll help. You mean in 2009? When did you get oh, saved? That's why. Bro, I, I, I didn't know it was that it's bad. It's so bro. good. I got saved in 2010. Okay, I'll tell you. Bro, then. I thought you got saved yesterday, bro. Okay. <laughs> Is that what you're asking? Like, yeah, how yeah, we... yeah, yeah. That's because that's being plugged in. I'll give bullet points. Oh, yeah, bullet points. Okay. okay. Yeah, let's so, this. he rededicates his life to Christ 2010. Mm. We had been dating. At this point, he's 19. I'm 17. Yeah. We had been dating for two years at that point. Really, really messy breakup. He's like, oh, God. Kind of his, like, uh, rock bottom. I'm going to go to church type thing. We love that type of story. That's where he rededicated his life. I heard him. But we heard each other. Anyway. (laughs) So then. (laughs) We were bad. (laughs) Don't seek us. On the pod. On the pod. (laughs) So then two months later, he tells me, I can't. We started talking again, right? Yeah, yeah. 2010 still. He goes, I can't date someone who doesn't have the same beliefs as me. Yeah. I come from, like, a very open-minded, kind of metaphysical, new age type of belief very Mm open-minded and I was like dude I'll go to church if it means I get my boyfriend back like let's do this right (laughs) yes so he brings me to church with him on a Sunday morning Uh, I got they did an altar call during worship I was the only one that responded to the altar call 
and got saved, walked up there, had no idea what I was getting myself yeah. into. Someone told me it was the um, best day of my life ever. And You're like, that's what we stand to believe. Mm-hmm. Salvation is the best day of your life ever, right? So that's 2010. We do Bible school, end of 2010. Yeah. Graduated 2012. Bible school is here. Mm-hmm. Uh, 2013, he gets hired on. 2014, I get hired on, and we've been on ever since. Yeah, yeah. it's just been a journey. Uh, yeah. Youth ministry, we're a student's pastors, and yeah. auntie serve pastor. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. yeah, so that's what Nikki means as she gives solicited advice. <laughs> yes, yes, I give solicited advice. People actually give me a mic and want to hear from me, which yeah, is cool. Yeah, yeah. Sometimes. Yeah. Yes. Sometimes. <laughs> it's been really good, though. We love the family church. Oh, really, it's the leaders that were here. Absolutely. Really good friends. They, it wasn't just like, okay, go ahead and like survive now or just you got to swim. No, the, oh, we no. had some great friends like Star and Nathan Funk. Um, yeah. Just came around us and loved Hello. us. So that's, well, yeah, family church has been, honestly, like, it's been closer than some of our family. It, mm-hmm. is, it is our family. And our, our lead pastors, Pastors John and Terry Brady, yeah. they just believe in, like, they believe in young people and mm-hmm. their heart is for the next generation. And so yeah. that's a huge reason why we've been so poured into and given the opportunities is because they believe in God who believes in young people. Yeah. And that's us. So Yeah, quick plug. Um, I'll, I'll expand on that point. So uh, when I came to TFC, uh, I grew up at like a, I guess a smaller Pentecostal church, right, John? We out here? Um, there you go. And... Um, I guess all I, I had grown up just kind of like singing, playing guitar, but that vision of Pastor John, like really investing into younger people, like when I was serving at Ignite with y'all, that's when like my actual leadership qualities was pulled on. And that's and like even practical stuff, like the in-ear monitors that we use and tracks and stuff, like super big spirit of excellence that I see yeah. now. And there's been a lot of good people, like our boys, Austin, Eli, Gio, the LTC season two, Mikey, Sam, like a lot of good, talented like God-fearing young people have come out of this ministry. Absolutely. And that's like definitely a big heart uh, behind what y'all do, right? You're, stu- you're still serving here? Yeah, Core Valley for us is yeah. uh, building the next generation. So yeah. R- real focus on that. Yeah, Rick, I have a super... So there's one point I do want to hit. Um, so we're going to pull the timeline back. I know we kind of hit the spark notes of how you got here, but uh, talk to us. So you're in college before you, before you be- chose to do full-time ministry. And Rick is one of the brightest minds I've ever met in my entire life. This man... Uh, bro, like, talk to us through what what, what was happening. Cause my boy, were you at Pan Am at the time? Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah I'll go. I'll go through everything. So, um, I was raised with a mindset. Um, my parents were financially well off. They have businesses and yeah. just very successful in that arena. And I was always raised with a mindset of, if you want to be successful, you have to make money. Yeah. And I actually just spoke on this like two weeks ago yeah. Um, yeah. at our church. Talked about Quick plug. peace. Yeah, talked <laughs> about peace and how you find peace. And it, peace is really found in what you hope for. Yeah. And hope yes. is what you're looking forward to yes. in the future, what you hold on to. So um, my what I was holding on to was finances, man. Mm-hmm. That's, that's what I thought was going to make. Like me. that was the definition of success. Yeah. yeah. And Absolutely. when my parents, honestly, when my parents were happy, with my dad especially, my yeah, dad yeah. was a huge influence on my life. When he was happy is when my grades were up. Mm-hmm. But when I brought a good report card to him yeah. and said, hey, I got all A's or I got all above 90s, he was ecstatic. He, even one time I got home and I showed him all 90s. He went and got me a new car. <laughs> I was like, awesome. That, that's my dad. Yes. But so My dad was he, like, he should be doing that. Bro. Yeah, like bare minimum, bro. This Get your, A's. This is your job. Yeah. yeah. But that's his response. That's how he responded to me succeeding in that arena because he wanted yeah. it to lead on to finances, right? Yeah. So my mind honestly was just wired that way 
when I came to know the Lord, though, I was going to school. I was a freshman studying electrical engineering. Yep. And uh, I was about to head out to uh, University of Texas. <laughs> I just got an accepted. Shoot, that's right. Yeah, I, I did my first year at UTPA at the yeah. time. Yeah. And, I didn't uh, know that, bro. Yeah, I was about to head out to UT. And January 10th, 2010, I had a really rocky moment, man. Honestly, yeah. it was a really hard night. Yeah. Extremely hard night. I look over at my best friend, Ben Garcia. Yeah. He was on another podcast, yeah. by the way. You got to check that one out. He's coming out. Season yeah. two. Yeah. 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 Season yeah. two. Yeah. So um, during that time, I, I called Ben and literally said, dude, I need you to come stay with, at my house, yeah. man. Here I am, a 19-year-old dude. Yeah. And I'm saying, I need you to come stay because I, I, I don't know what I'm going to do. I, I can do something stupid. I could... I was just angry, hurt, yeah. all sorts of emotions going on. So he came, stayed at my house. And right before I went to bed, I looked at him. I was like, tomorrow I'm going to church and I'm changing my life. I'm done with this. Mm -hmm. So I woke up the next morning. Saturday night, we're out yeah. partying, man. Three in the morning is when I tell him I'm finally going to bed. I was like, dude, I need to go to church. I got to change my life. So I show up mm -hmm. Sunday morning, altar call, same thing. During worship, Star Funk, I mentioned her earlier. Yeah. Star Amazing. stops everything, man. Yeah. She's a worship pastor. And, and, uh, she just says, you know what? I feel like God is calling the youth to the front. God's calling the youth to the front. And I was just like, bro, Listen. you got to understand. Yeah. Like, I never doubted the existence of God, ever. Like, yeah. I knew he was. He grew existed. up in a Christian school. I grew up in a Christian school, Christian home for the most part. It was yeah. a little rocky. But I would go to church and people would tell me, like, hey, you're yeah. called to be a pastor. And I'd be, I'm, I'm 10 years old, dude. dude. And I'm like, no. I'm trying like, to play Dragon Ball right now. <laughs> it's like, that's not what I want for yeah. my life. Yeah. Can I pause you real quick? The story? Yeah. Which one? There's a lot. Go ahead. Real quick. So I grew up like metaphysical new age. My dad was actually, or he still is a spiritual leader in one of the churches that I grew up at. Yeah. And so I, w I was like open to spiritual things, but like Jesus is the way, right? Mm -hmm. And I didn't know Jesus was the way anyway. So we would... Um, through our relationship two years before this guy and, and me got saved I'd be like let's go to my dad's church let's go to my dad's church and he'd be like I don't want to go to church because people are going to come up to me and they're going to tell me I'm going to be a pastor <laughs> and in my head I'm like what are you you suck like we're, we suck right yeah, now yeah. like you're not you what know, are you talking about? Where are you going to be a pastor from, bro? Yeah. <laughs> I know you're a mess, I know you're yeah. dirty laundry, bro. business. <laughs> like, we need to go to church because we're, we're a mess, right? Yeah. Anyway, that's what he's talking about is because all throughout growing up, People in churches would come up to him, obviously people who hear from the Spirit of God, and, and they, they'd be like, you're called to be a pastor. This is a call on your life. So this guy had like a legitimate aversion to it because remember, money equaled success, and you're not in ministry for money, Yeah. right? So just kind of putting a bookmark there because it's important. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, Quick point. So, so um, where was I? So uh, you were... Uh, showed up. Yes. I showed up. To church. Starfunk calls you out. Yeah. The youth are coming, yeah. Yeah, so I would literally tell her, like, I want nothing to do with yep. church. I want to do this. I want to do my own thing. Mm -hmm. So when I said, when I looked at Ben, I said, dude, I'm done with this. Like, yeah. I'm going to church. I'm changing my life. I knew what that meant fully. Like, you were I, surrendering to this call that's exactly. been. Exactly. More than just like, oh, yeah, dude, I'm going to start posting good. scripture yeah. and stuff. And I knew what it meant. Like, literal a death to self. <laughs> yeah. So, Don't hate on the, the scripture posters. <laughs> <laughs> you got to show it, not just yeah, talk it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So um, at that time, that, that's what it meant. So when Star said, she stopped worship. You got to understand, this is a, a mega church. Yeah. And mega churches, this isn't common. Like, for them to stop, unfortunately, you see a lot in mega churches where the flow of the spirit just doesn't. It's, it's not It's not something it's that's. It's more like, like yeah. okay, we got a plan. We got to go from here to here to here. We got to stay within, within 55 minutes for the yeah. service because we got another one. And I that's like usually. PCO. The, yeah, PCO is great. Like PCO. But a lot of times you don't see that flow of the spirit and just like, you know what, this is what God wants to do right now. So yeah. when Star did that, it meant something. Yeah. And she's like, 
we're stopping service again. I'm not even sure what Pastor John's thinking at the time. Like, dude, I got to preach. I got to have a whole thing set up. But yeah. I like one thing about Pastor John is he's so open to this kind of stuff. Yeah. yeah. So her stopping and saying, you've come to the front, dude, it broke my heart. Yeah. Like you felt that pull on you. Dude, the, yeah. the song that was playing yeah. was... Uh, came to my rescue. Yeah, came to my rescue. Hill I song. called you answered. That song. So I'm Wish sitting it. in the seat. Everyone else is raising their hands in service. I'm sitting in the seat bawling, dude, because mm-hmm. I'm like... It hit me right in the chest, like I was praying, God help me. And then that song, I walked into that song. I walked in late. <laughs> that was the third song of service, and I walk into that song, and I'm just sitting yeah. at the edge of the yeah. seat, man, just bawling. Yeah, and when she says God's calling the youth to the front, dude, I was like, yeah, He's calling me. What? I was like, like, How the heck? Mm-hmm. So I knew, like God, I know yeah. you're looking after me, man. So I just ran to the front from that day on, brother. Yeah. It's just never been the same. Yeah, man. Quick footnote, uh, like uh, bold move. Three, you're, three in the morning, you're partying the night before. I think a lot of people will get stuck at that moment and be like, Absolutely. man, I'm not worth nothing. Um, so you you came, man. Yeah, quick. Uh, if you're out there, um, I feel like a lot of people that listen to this are faith-based, but if you are here and you feel like God is calling you, yes. um, I mean, it takes a thousand steps to get away from God. It takes one to get back. So, Rick Sauce. Yeah, dude. Yeah. Nikki, you, you want to expand on that? Yeah, yeah, just real quick. I'm like, Pastor, yeah. Real quick. And this is for you. Ha- so you're saying you have people who are not faith based who watch your podcast? Yeah. Okay, cool. Mm-hmm. The thing about Christianity, and I'll bring in some, some of my experience real quick, is that in the new age and in kind of universalism and just spirituality, mm-hmm. the big thing is like everyone is welcome. Everyone is welcome. But yeah. what I love about Christ, and this is important for you to know if you're not faith based and mm-hmm. you're wondering, like, God saw Ricky. He knew he would be here, so he set it up to bring him to the front. So he wasn't only welcome, but he was wanted, yeah, right? Like, we're waiting for you. There's a seat. Yes, know? there's a seat. So just mm-hmm. know that you're not only welcome. It's not that Christianity is open to everyone. That's the first part, but you're wanted. Like, Christ will hunt you down and literally, like, seek you out to for yeah. your name to be heard by when he calls yeah. you. So that that's just, a, yeah. a, that's for someone. Beautiful segue. That I Another point that I did want to reach. So a big point, uh, reason that I wanted to bring you all on is because a lot of times we see, like, couples in ministry, it's either, like, you're, it's a pastor and the pastor's wife or vice versa. And you are like, I mean, we talked about it last night. Like it's, it's rare that both of y'all are pastors and both of y'all have your own thing that yeah. you're in charge of. So kind of, kind of talk to us through that dynamic. Uh, well, Nikia, you can start us. Yeah. The first thing is that when people are like, oh, you're the pastor's wife. I'm yeah. like, no, I'm he's the pastor's husband. <laughs> ah, no. <laughs> yeah. So we're associate campus pastors. So what we do a lot is uh, we're actually in the office that Ricky works out of. Yeah. So a lot of what happens happens in this office and our our pastor um he looks to ricky really he's the executive pastor to get the day-to-day done so our pastor can preach so uh, what we it looks a little bit different than what you would typically see like we're not in the pulpit every sunday Mm -hmm. but um we can take stuff off of our our lead pastor's plate like behind the scenes behind the scenes so that he just all he has to worry about is like the big things you know fry the big fish and you find this a lot with i mean i love our church name the family church because it's really as you see family uh yeah, yeah, yeah. just the the heart behind the family unit it goes all the way back to what you're saying where mm-hmm. oh there's two people hired on you don't see that typically right. in church and it's true you don't yeah. i'll tell you why yeah. because if one gets fired for whatever reason guess how many you lose two two that's why churches hire just one spouse and not the other mm-hmm. we don't do things that way if yeah. you look throughout our history we have, I mentioned Star Nathan Fuck again, yeah, yeah. right? They're hired on. Lee yeah. and Olivia, yeah. they're hired on our staff. Aaron and Danielle, yeah. incredible people, all hired on our staff. Yeah. Me and Nick's, we're chilling. Yeah. And then we have, um, how many more we have? We have quite a bit. Oscar and Karina. Oscar and Karina. Yeah. All these are couples that are hired on 
here at the family church. Yeah. Yeah. And we just, we really believe in the family unit. We believe in men and women being empowered by the spirit, being able to speak the message. So yeah, we see, Bro, we see the move. all those couples you named, all y'all had your babies, like, around the same time. Dude. Yeah, so, like, dude. there's a whole generation of family there's church babies. There's a baby boom. Hey, five, at least... Five babies in five months? So, yeah. our marriages at the family church are healthy. Yes. You know? There's a little baby boom. Quick plug. Quick plug. Yeah. Post-COVID. Post-COVID. Uh-oh. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. Yeah. Um, uh, can y'all also touch on this? Is like outside of ministry. Socially, I've seen y'all like. Uh, I'm just gonna be transparent. After this, Rick and I are gonna go eat dinner with some some bo- some of the boys. That's and right. Nikki has family in from out of town, and they she's gonna go do her own thing. Yep. But y'all both are like a super dope example of like you're. I mean, you're one, a unit, a family, but you're both also your own individual person. And there's like, we. I mean, if y'all want to expand on the boundaries, the communication that goes into doing that. Because, I mean, a lot of couples, it's more like, I don't know, like, like one can't live without the other you one. You go where I go, and you're you're where I'm at always. Yeah, yeah. because yeah, if I'm in a relationship, I want that kind of vibe where, like, I if I, if, like, y'all teamwork it, you know? Like, yeah. one of y'all's taking care of the babies, one of y'all's going to the gym. Like, it's not, I don't know. So talk to us about um, the dynamic of that communication. Do you want to... Talk a little bit about where we came from. Uh, well, that, that, that would help. That's yeah, yeah. huge. That's start, actually yeah, what I was going to talk about. Yeah, start there. Yeah. So 2010, we ha- Ricky gets saved January of 2010. I get saved February of 2010. We had been dating for two years at this point. Toxic. Super toxic, dude. We started dating. I was 15. Bad, he bro. was 17. Like, we I was going to say. We were living together. Yeah. And you yeah. in high school. In high school. What? Yeah, dude. He had his own little cabin kind of like on his parents' property. But yeah. I had my own little house. Mm-hmm. What? And my parents like. <laughs> <laughs> you know, so That's I would just stay idea. summers there. You shotgunned at Nikki. No. <laughs> oh, dude. Story. Okay, quick, you okay, go. Okay, quick pause and okay. then come back okay. to the story. Make my head big right tell now. Tell me, tell me, tell me. So I'm at a party sitting in the dining room and uh, we're playing, uh, I think we're playing Spoons. Spoons. Yep. Yeah. And three girls walk into the front door. She happens to be one of them. As soon as I see her, me and my friends had a stupid rule. You shotgun a girl. So bad, dude. Yeah. So like ha- that the means audacity. Is, yeah. Like if you see a girl and you like her, it's like, hey, shotgun that one. That means that you have first dibs to try to talk How to her. How did you know she'd like you back? That's the game. Uh, that's oh the game. This, this is Chase Nikki. That is. Little did hunt, you know you shotgunned me for life. Hunt. So I see her, man, yeah. and I was like immediately, honestly, I was immediately attracted. It's not love at first sight, whatever. Yeah. I just I saw her and I was whatever. attracted. 10 out of 10. So Rick, that's all I Ricky. I my yeah. friends real quick. My friend Mark was sitting right next to me. Yeah. I'm like, hey, brother. And all my friends are actually around the table. Shotgun that girl. Nobody talked to her. It was a it was a rule for us. Like, Marking okay, your territory kind of right? situation. You go for it, code, man. Yeah. If you fail, then we're all, I mean, it's just. Free game. Yeah, it's a fresh hunt. And Nikia, you, you were telling me you were there. Like, that's you shouldn't so have been there. Bad. I shouldn't have been there, dude. I was 15. <laughs> yeah, we, we're not at church at this time. I mean, we're literally in high school doing the typical dude, y'all were babies, man. We, dude, y'all were babies, bro. I look bro. at little kids now, 15, 17-year-olds. I'm like, what bro, were we doing? Somebody shotgunning doing? my little sister, bro. Yeah, so I see, her, I see her, and I'm like, hey, shotgun that girl, and the rest is just... History. It worked. Yep. Okay, so fast forward back. Y'all are living together. Uh, obviously, it worked okay. out. The shotgun worked. Super toxic. So we got to a point in our relationship where jealousy played a huge factor in both of us. Yeah. Like, both just extremely jealous because of insecurity and everything else. So I didn't have any guy friends. He didn't have any girlfriends. I didn't have any guys' numbers in my phone. He didn't have any girls' numbers Not in his phone. Not even your dad, dude. Yeah, my dad barely. <laughs> like, my dad and my brother, and that's it, right? So... We yeah. were like, since we were living together, we just, we, we lost every part of our lives except for each other. Yeah. And since that was the only thing that I, that me personally as a female found like identity in, that's my big thing is walking yeah. out of finding my identity in him and finding it in Christ, obviously. Yeah. 
we, where I went, he went, and if I didn't go somewhere, he didn't go somewhere, and vice versa. Bad for Heck years, no, bro. Y'all were together all the time then. If you were living together yeah. Yeah. and had the same, fr and you all were, the time. this was your friend group. Yeah. That was it. Yes. Shit, man. But if you really think about it, yeah. At least, this is how I feel. I think most couples operate that way. No, not dumb. And it, to a degree. Yeah, it's just like, dude, do your own thing. Wait, so, well, you have to do life together to some degree. Absolutely. Which is what Especially you in marriage. Like, yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah, absolutely. But it does come to the point where we lived in that. We saw the filth in that. Yeah. We want yeah. nothing to do with that. Like, I'm not, I can say this confidently, and she can attest to this, I believe. I'm not a jealous guy at all. Mm -hmm. Like, I have complete trust in her. Yeah. Uh, and the same thing with me. Yeah. So... She can go out, be out half the day, and I have not a worry in my mind. I'm like, mm -hmm. whatever. She's doing her own yeah. thing, and she does the same thing for me. So it brings a lot of peace. And, again, living in that, now coming out of it, I see how damaging that is. Yeah. So we do. We try to do our own thing. Yeah. Like like you just mentioned, we're going to get dinner after this, Con's Grill. There you She's going to go do her own thing, and, and, and we think that's, that's like a healthy... No, there's no stress. Yeah, yeah, yeah absolutely. No. It's, it's, mm -hmm. it's a healthy way to live. But obviously, this isn't how we live all the time. We're going to go home. <laughs> we have our home. We have our kids. We have and, two. So, yeah. so there's Dad's plenty that we home. get to do. There's plenty <laughs> that we get to do together. Yeah. But um, we find it healthy to just, hey, have some safe distance. Have your friends. Yeah. I have my friends, and you have to operate that way. Yeah. So more of the story, you... Like, it, you guys got to this place because you saw how bad it was before. And then once you came to Christ, yeah. that was... And we see the once, value. Oh, man. Okay. So once jealousy was stripped off, mm -hmm. yes, once the, the lack of yeah. trust was stripped off, now in my mind, I don't feel like I have to. That's huge. Mm -hmm. It's, dude, I trust you. Yeah. Yeah. And one thing that Craig Rochelle says all the time, I think is really good. He says, trust yes. is given, mistrust is earned. Yep. Yeah. So at the very beginning, you give people you trust with your... With your coworkers or your friends, that's you, default. You give them your trust, not you have to gain my trust. That's yeah. not good leadership. Yeah. But you have all my trust. If you give me a reason not to trust you, mm -hmm. then that's where we go. But yeah. 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 Uh, midway point of the episode, I warned you guys. Do it. No cash app challenge. We're doing a social media deep dive. So what we're gonna do? I'm gonna show you actually two pictures. Oh yes. Because I want to like kind of alley you but for a conversation piece that I want to hit. I'm gonna show you the picture on my phone. Nate's going to put it on the camera so people can see what we're talking about. Uh, I have two pictures. Um, this first one I'm going to show you all right now. Please look at the date on that. Here's the first one. <laughs> the date? 2019. Yeah. 2019? October 20th, 2019. Okay. Yeah, okay. Talk to, talk to us what was going on there. So good. <laughs> There's a lot going on there. Like, going on. Why lie? That like, was part of the story. That was the very end. That was the, that very, was the end. very end. You want to know about... <laughs> that was our mountaintop moment. That was our mountaintop <laughs> moment. <laughs> what happened Even in the valley? Even though they lost. Even though they no, lost. No, no. They don't know what's going on. Tell us about the yeah, valley. Okay. okay. From the very beginning to even... I can help with this Arriving. Story. Where do you want me to start? Okay, let's start with us booking the tickets. Why did we house? go to Austin? Oh, Why did we go to Austin? Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, okay. yeah, you can start us. We'll So we're all sitting in my living room. And we're excited. We're going to go watch the Longhorns play. Yeah. Um, what we believe to be Kansas State University. No, Can yeah, Kansas State University. Kansas State University. So we all agree, purchase the tickets. Um, <laughs> I, so I double checked it. Yeah. Everyone, everyone verified. Everyone verified. No, I didn't verify that. There was that. five no. of us in the room that were in the room <laughs> present to verify that. Not the painting. <laughs> Bevo wasn't in the room. Bevo was not Bevo. Yeah. Um, well, we didn't know at the time it was Bevo. It was Bevo. Yeah. But we get to Austin, have fun for two days before the actual game. Yeah. Then we we drive to the game. It's a night game. Yeah. 
it's a 20 minute drive <laughs> from no. from our Airbnb. Like 25. Yeah, yes. it's like we're North Austin. That's yeah. where we're staying at the Airbnb. Mm -hmm. So we drive all across town, um, and we tried to get there early so we can see the parade and everything. Yeah, yeah. Then park the in our garage. ESPN that was extremely game day was there expensive, too. dude. Yeah. That garage was like 50 bucks to park. Was it really? Yes. So we park, get out of the truck. We're this all man's excited. Traumatized. Everything. Oh no, we parked the truck in the garage. <laughs> Open up the glove compartment. I forgot the tickets. <laughs> I forgot how hectic it was. I, he, ha he hasn't even got to the hectic part yet. No. no. That we, started. we thought this was the worst yeah. part of it. We yeah. thought that was the worst. So, so I'm thinking, oh, my gosh, I forgot the tickets at the Airbnb. Got to drive all the way across. So we drive, come back. That takes an hour. Yeah, we got the tickets. Yeah, we missed a parade. Mm -hmm. Whatever. We missed a parade. So we have to pay again <laughs> to park in the garage because once you leave, it's Okay, it's but gone. at this point, like, it doesn't feel that bad, at least from where I'm sitting because there's five of us. So, like, it was $10, each of us, so it didn't feel that bad yet. It's, we it's, had gone early. Like, we weren't going to miss a game. We're, yeah. we're good. Yeah, so things are about to escalate, people. Show up, <laughs> walking, you know, around the stadium, having a good time, looking at everything. And then we come to find out. It's about, what, 20 minutes before we can go in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Into the stadium. Yeah. The girls have their purses. Mm -hmm. We had no idea that there's a, a clear okay. bag policy in stadiums. No idea. Yeah. So when we <laughs> try, small going, town kids when don't we get try out going in the first time, they're like, hey, you need clear bags. Yeah. We're freaking out. We're like, what do you mean <laughs> we need clear bags? Yeah. They have their purses on them. They're, well, I mean, we're parked like 20-minute walk, dude. Yeah, 20-minute walk away. So, so if we're going to put the bags back, oh one of us gosh, was going to have to walk 40 minutes. 40 minutes it was either yeah. put the bags back, walk 40 minutes, throw the purses away, or the third option. Which is what we went with. Which is what we went with. <laughs> this is what happened. We we had to buy a clear bag, so whatever. We split the cost, but we want our bags back. Oh, you bought, you bought a clear bag? Yeah. I don't remember that part. To dump everything out because we had valuables in there. Anyway, whatever. So we wanted these bags back. It was actually like a sentimental thing. Zoe had a purse that her mom had given her. Jelly had a Kate Spade purse that she loved. We were not going to throw these bags away. We hid them in bushes. <laughs> outside the stadium. Yes, bro. Outside the entrance, we hid them in bushes, and we told the security guard, like, please watch these. He's like, I can't do, I can't make you any promises, but we're like, oh, we'll take the risk, whatever. Yeah, everyone was stressed out. Quick oh pause, gosh. and then... Uh, zoom out, people, all people see on social media is that we're having fun at Dude. the game. <laughs> Dude. We're like posting, oh my gosh, social media is not real. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, uh, fast forward, Rick and I, we go to the, to, to check in, right? Turn in our tickets. Turn in our tickets. So Rick has the tickets. We figured out the, the bag. We're like, all right, this is, this is the end. Lady looks at Rick. These are the tickets for the wrong game. <laughs> it was a week later. It was a week. So, it was three it, weeks later. Oh, shoot. So what happened was we saw they were playing Kansas University, the Jayhawks, and we were, we had tickets for Kansas State, the Wildcats. So good. Dude, so, so good. As soon as I got the Complete ticket, chaos. I'm like, dude, I just have to go home. I just, <laughs> I you, were done. Done. you were done, bro. Oh I remember gosh. your face. I was, heart, I was standing on your left-hand side. All I, all I saw was the lady say, these are the wrong tickets. You looked down, and you're like, no. <laughs> you like, like, saw the emotion from <laughs> disbelief, dude. dude. Complete disbelief. So what did we? So, so where did we progress from we there? We went on a hunt after that, man. Yeah, I mean, we trying had to see the game. Oh, we were already there. We traveled to Austin like just hours. to see the game. Yeah. So we started. We went to the the ticket office. Yes, we went to some customer service thing. They were selling tickets, whatever. But there were only like trash seats left. Mm -hmm. And there we was looked. Five at, of us. And they weren't yeah. even together. They were separate. All mm -hmm. over the place. So I don't know. What do we do? We bought three, and we, we're like, well, three we, is all we can get. No, we we actually got the five. 
Yeah, yeah. Um, no, 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 no. We no. bought three. They could only get three yes. that were sitting together. And then somebody gave y'all. It just so happened, man. She's out there hustling. Dude, I'm just asking whoever I can people, ask. There's people selling tickets, but you don't know they're fake or not. Yeah. 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 So some guy comes up to her mm -hmm. and it's just like, hey, I have two tickets. You can have them. So she's like, what? I was like, God, I thought bro, they were fake. Bro, we didn't know. We checked in and everything. It bro, worked. They were amazing. You seats. guys are yes, sitting bro. on those seats. They were like $300 a pop dude. Bro. for those tickets. We were sitting like front and center watching Rick. the game. I'm like, dude, what? <laughs> so it, uh, dude, Rick <laughs> so was it so close. Out. He probably could have returned a punt at that point. Oh, for sure. <laughs> and then meanwhile, me, Jels, and Zoe are like, nosebleeds. Nosebleeds, bro. Oh, but we, dude. Half time, half time, we went up with you guys. We're like, we man, we came with our friends. We want yeah. to be with our friends. So. We ended up going all the way to the top with you guys and, and hanging out there. That's where we got that picture. Uh, we did get yeah, that back picture story, there. Uh, Rick, for, ever since that story calls me Bevo as a, as a he's, form of endearment, so he, I'm, I'm representing. I'm right there. Yeah, there you go. Crazy uh, story, and then, man. Oh. Uh, so, so the game ends. You get your bags back. They stay Dude, in the bushes. We went back to the bushes. Our bags were there. <laughs> bags in the bushes. We went. Dude, I got I got saved all over again at that there point. There you bro. go. And oh, then at the very very end of it all, to finish off the night, we're like, oh, what a what a ride, right? We go to Taco Bell, Zoe no, and pluckers. I. Pluckers. We got wings after. But pluckers. when did we go to Taco Bell and Zoe and I got Baja Blast, not knowing it was caffeinated? That was, that was the day before. That was Shoot. the day before. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But pluckers, she was so traumatized. Pluckers, bro. Was traumatized. pluckers at one a.m. Bro, it hit the spot. It hit the spot. It hit the emotions because we went through a lot. Yeah, bro. But so dude, what's so wild to me? I was like looking back at my archives, bro. Like you cannot tell. That we're going through all that chaos. And what did you do with our tickets, though? Oh, Facebook groups. If you don't like Facebook groups, you need to join Facebook groups. I was She's like, a mom. mom plug. Bro, yeah. I'm a part of like 50. Anywho, I found a buy sell trade uh, for UT Austin tickets only, mm -hmm. and I was able to sell them to some chick. And we got our money back? We got the money back, yeah. yeah. Well, we, we you, got a little you paid, less. You paid for the new tickets. We, you paid for the. No, no, no. Everybody did their own thing. But we got the money back, plus two of the tickets that were given to us, we ended up... So we profited. We profited <laughs> off of that. It's just like what turned into a... What, what you take like a with the enemy, man. Hey. <laughs> yes. Every, I've not been to a UT game ever since that moment. Oh, man. I've been we're traumatized. about to be there. I'm traumatized. On Thursday. We'll be there. For sure. Yeah. Uh, so at the time that you're hearing this, it's February 3rd, but uh, it's December... College national football. Yeah. Right. Who are they playing? UT's playing? Washington. <laughs> okay. Are you sure? Are the tickets right? <laughs> I verified. <laughs> I verified. Have you seen you didn't have this guy proofread him, did, no, did I you? Did see not. Have you seen <laughs> Rick's social out. media? Do not believe him. <laughs> yeah, dude. You don't okay. know what's behind the scenes. Okay, that was a long story. I know, I'm sorry. Yeah. No, but th that was a fun story. That's like a core memory For in sure. our friendship from Bro, was that the same trip that we went to the drive through zoo? What the two-way petting zoo? The two-way petting zoo <laughs> <laughs> where they pet the animals and they pet the Yes. I don't know. Yeah, it was. Austin, like three, I think it times. was, bro. It was. So uh, for, for those of y'all listening, the two-way petting zoo is because we were in Rick's car. And it's like a drive. I've never seen this, but it's like a drive-through zoo, and they give you a bag of, of uh, food. Yeah, there's like zebras and like longhorns. And like, yeah, and they like crawl into the car. It was wild, bro. That was a wild trip. Yeah, that was kind of funny. Yeah. We had a lot happening that trip. We're playing the Lion King soundtrack. <laughs> it was so good. The, uh, an ostrich came in. I thought it was going to bite me. That was scary. Actually, they're freaky, man. Yeah. People take kids there. I cannot mm -hmm. imagine a two-year-old. like my, my four-year-old would trip out. She would I die mean. in the car. <laughs> and me. Uh, quick segue. Second picture that I actually want to show is, is this one. 
Oh, the, the babies. People, yeah, talk about talk about the babies. So the date on this is November 6th, like a month ago, a little mm -hmm. over a month ago. Yeah. We had our second child, October 23rd. The bub. The bub. Our and boy. this is the first, what is this, November 6th? Yeah. I guess this would have been the first time that they like laid down together. You know, he's a newborn. Two redhead babies. Rick's crazy. about to cry. Yeah, dude. Oh, that's good, man. So we got our... We got our two little redheads. So there's three redheads in the family now. Overpowered. You overpowered the, you by yourself, right. dog. I'm the blackhead man. The, so <laughs> she she's four. She's four and a half. And homeboy is He's two nine, months. Nine weeks, just yeah. about. Yeah. Yeah. I saw him last, dude. So I saw him in November, and then I, I was gone for a month. Came back, dude. This dude like triple size, bro. Dude. Huge dude. Huge. Yeah, man. I don't know what y'all. He's got he's the eating scales good. genetics. Yeah. yeah. He's got the he's got the Garcia. Are you trying genetics. to say that's what I'm like? Are you well, you're yeah. Scandinavian. <laughs> We're Hispanic. It's yeah, yeah, yeah. You understand. Yeah, I, she, she doesn't get it. Nope. Yes. Yeah. So ministry and life and all that with two kids. Yeah, so, yes. yeah, that is actually going to lead us to the back half of yeah. the episode. Um, so now y'all are leading ministry, a uh, big church, and leading your souls, but now leading little babies. How, how has that, like, impacted your, your balance of, like, marriage, ministry, and family? That's a big question. You want to go? Yeah. Um, you know, I really feel we we have a pretty good grasp on things. We try to stay uh, physically active. Yeah. Um, she just started going back to the gym this mm -hmm. week, right? Or last yeah, week? Yeah, like a week ago. Late last week. So there's a there's a balance where we try to have um, within all sorts of life, with all aspects of life, I'm sorry. So with work, um, and I'm, I'm glad we have our little girl in school. Yeah. Our little Draco guy is going to be coming with us to work because we have childcare that's available. Um, but it's just, if one of us needs help, and this yeah. is this is the key, I think, for us, if one of us needs help, we're very vocal. And she told me this today, actually, when I got yes. home. She's like, hey, I need your help. I'm like, all right, I got it. Like, I'll lock down the defense you. for a little yeah. bit. You go yeah. do your thing. Um, and if one of us is just having a hard day or just a moment, uh, we're quick to say, just yeah. give me the... Give me the kids or give me the load. I'll take it on. Yeah. You you just gather yourself. Yeah. So I think that's been really key for some of the balance. I know you can expand on that. I'm about to like cry. <laughs> that's been that's been key for us. Just yeah, being yeah. able to communicate well with each other. What we're feeling, not like in a weird way, but just hey, no. man, I'm really needing some help here. Yeah, it makes things a lot easier so that I can understand what she needs mm. and she understands what I need. Yeah, yeah. Oh, <laughs> yeah. I think it's just like if if grace is needed where that's our first go-to or at least we try to be mm -hmm. so i don't know why i'm getting emotional but i think like women think they just have to have it all together mm -hmm. and i'm not a type a i'm not like i'm an enneagram nine you relate if you speak enneagram I, I'm, I'm as nine as it comes so like being vocal and and saying that i need it's help hard. it's very hard dude it's the last thing i want to do you i would rather yeah he communicates enough about that. There you go. <laughs> he's cooler. I'm straight up enough. Yeah. And, and it, it helps because he's like, there have been times where I'm like resentful because I didn't ask for help. So because I didn't ask for help, he can't read my mind. Yeah. And it's like, if I don't ask, I'm not going to get it. Even as helpful as he is, I still have to ask. So the, I think the point there is that your, your spouse should be a place of grace. And that's the key in, in for us. It's like, if, if I need grace, it's there in him, yeah. in God first, but right? our relationship should reflect Jesus and everything. Mm -hmm. So if he needs grace, it's in me, yeah. you know, or at least we try to be. And I never want to make it seem like we just have it all together because we don't. Yeah, It's hard. But something that in maternity leave, I'm actually going back to work January 3rd in a week right. from today. 
and so it'll be my first time going back to work full time with two kids. But during this this maternity leave and just life, life is busy. I feel like I have to pick up the pace. Mm-hmm. But it also sounds like life is on purpose now, and it's not just like yeah. accidental. Like you're you know? so aware of like how intentional you have to be with every second of every day. Dude, you know? it doesn't stop. Mm-hmm. It it doesn't stop. But it gives you like a. I don't know, you live life on purpose. And I think that Christ sustains you for that if you're looking to him for sustenance. If not, then it just doesn't work and it sucks. <laughs> yeah. How are y'all doing it? Like, uh, like, cause you speak pretty consistently, right? So yeah. like, uh, I don't know. I imagine you have to be, have some quiet time, very intentional time Absolutely. to study. Is that, how, how do y'all, I mean, I mean, y'all have an awesome family, both sides. Yes. Where they help. Amazing. That's not the case for everybody. Nope. But God, God blessed y'all with that. Seriously. So I, I think I've, I've observed that that's, sometimes the case right but kind of talk to us about like how how that looks like practically as far as speaking like specifically yeah like making making time to to uh like Prep. have quiet time for, yes yeah, 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 yeah. um a lot of it has to do with even our work environment mm-hmm. um our lead pastors sets us up very well where he believes that if you are behind the pulpit for that weekend or within oh, yeah. the next couple of weekends oh, he gives you time oh man he study from home, go go do whatever you got to do. He's even told me, like, hey, go to South Padre for a couple yeah. days. Lock yourself in a room. Hear from the spirit. Walk the beach. I don't care. Just get away. Get this ready. Are, this guy's at Gold's. <laughs> hey, I'm prepping. I'm prepping. Hey, I'm prepping with a pump. Um, <laughs> but that's that's really key. Having mm-hmm. having coworkers, even our coworkers, are really oh understanding. I mean, mm-hmm. man, they just do so much for us, making sure that that we have everything we need the mm-hmm. the weekend when we're speaking that weekend that we're fed mm-hmm. yeah, have yeah. any pastry we want any drink we want before we hit the stage so a lot of it comes with having a good team around you so that you Absolutely. can prep well and she's extremely understanding and yeah. i think i think i am too but when you speak yes. on yeah. a certain weekend hey i got it on lockdown yeah. like you lock yeah. yourself His up for defense. hours yeah. whatever you need I got the kids. I'll take care of all this. So you got Drake on one hand. And then, yeah, yeah, for him, like my mentality going into it is just like, I don't, I want to take all of the familial stress as much as is healthy Mm -hmm. and just let him, because he's got a whole congregation that's coming to hear from God. He needs to be filled Mm -hmm. so he can pour out, right? So we know that it's bigger than us and it's bigger than that weekend. So if we're a little tired on the weekend because I've had the kids or he's had the kids, that's a good thing. Like it's living a a life of sacrifice. That's a big burden. Yeah. Y'all are, I mean, pastors. So outside of watching for each other and the babies, I mean, how many congregants do we have right now? Um, Close to four? A few thousand on a weekend between. That's crazy, dude. Yeah. That's crazy, dude. It's big. Like, I I never want to downgrade or, like, demean it and be like, no, it's not. No, it's a big call, you know? So I think that's why those moments where I'm, like, I'm juggling both of the kids, but he's got to be ready. He spoke when I was, like, pretty fresh postpartum. He's been doing weddings pretty fresh postpartum for me yeah. is like I know I'm serving God in that moment I don't want to sound Christian easy but I know that I'm yeah. I'm serving God in that moment because he gets to serve God I get that right I mean teamwork. part of that is serving each other yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I was going to close it but this kind of brought one more question to to my mind um, so since you are uh, like leaders in a congregation that's like one of the bigger ones here in our region yeah. like how like talk to us so let us in on the mindset of like living above reproach because now like, oh, yeah. like a lot of people are looking to you like extra, you know, like you can't like they're looking at your social media extra. They're looking at the way that you live. They're looking at the way you treat each other, looking at the way that you treat your babies. And I mean, essentially, you're not living for people. You're living for God. And you let that kind of like uh, be this the standard for the way that you live your life. But how has that like impacted like the chemistry in your brain or like what what 
what awareness are like what's the awareness like when you're out there like just in public you know yeah it, it, it happens it can happen very often it does happen very often with someone oh man perfect example you always meeting somebody bro um i wasn't meeting anyone at this oh no i did yeah yeah <laughs> so i'm i'm getting the registration for my car out um, yeah. so i'm sitting there waiting oh my for my gosh. name to be called yeah it's literally two of us in the room man yeah. yeah it's me and a woman that's sitting right behind me and there's a tv um so i'm watching the tv and on my right hand side is the entryway mm-hmm. so out of there comes a woman dressed like man i know there's you can be dressed kind of poorly like hey man like you're kind of scandalous leaving right now. no room for the imagination this was another level man. Qu- Honestly, very questionable dude. very questionable <laughs> oh my gosh i was just like oh man so yeah. and she comes right here i had no i have no idea who knows me in the room right mm-hmm. so she stops and is talking to the info center literally like right at my right hand side so I, I don't, again, I don't Put know. Put the blinders on. Dude, the... it's because people think all sorts of things, man. They yeah. really can. And they can judge every, everything you do. You so never know. Yeah. I literally positioned myself like this, dude. <laughs> I was sitting like this and I was just on my phone. I'm, I'm not being weird, you know, yeah. but I just make it known. I'm not, my eyes aren't even, she's over here. I am turned around completely. And then two people in the room, me and somebody else, somebody taps me on the shoulder. The person <laughs> sitting behind me, she's like, Hey, Pastor Ricky, how are you? I'm like, oh my gosh. Like, yeah. So I'm glad I did that. But, yeah. and I'm going to be honest with you too. I, I'm kind of like, I don't put a lot of pressure on myself. Mm-hmm. I really don't. I don't at all. I know who I am. I know what I stand for, but I'm not walking around with like, oh, with the Jesus t-shirt on or trying to be like you, super holy. And Dude, he doesn't even have a uh, scripture in his bio. Well. <laughs> just kidding. But I, I don't like operating that way, man. I just... Your character's going to show. Yeah. And I find that when you start having conversations with people mm-hmm. and um, you finally tell them what do you do, like yeah. what do you do for a living or whatever, and you tell them, they're like, oh, it makes sense. Yeah. yeah. Because your, your character's kind of like Imagine they're surprised like Bro, you. it'll either make yeah, sense what? or it's going to surprise people. Yeah. You know, yeah. and that, that's where, like, my perspective is this guy's not a people pleaser at mm. all. He's, I don't think he's ever really uh, struggled. I could care less what people think, man. Yeah. I'm not. I, I, like, one of my biggest things that I continually have to make sure my perspective is scriptural is the people-pleasing issue. So mm-hmm. if I'm not careful personally, I will overcompensate and just, like, be too safe in public. But the motive is wrong. So I she's got, like, like an eye patch. Just bro. Like <laughs> so I think the key is motive and intention. The motivation mm-hmm. is, I want to live for an audience of one. Yeah. And if Christ is pleased with me, then whether people it misinterpret is. my actions, or if they do or don't, or if I do whatever or don't do what I'm supposed to do, yeah. People are going to talk, but I think Paul says in scripture, like, live your life above reproach so that even if people look at your life, they will have nothing to accuse you of. No, you go. No, no, go ahead. But at the same time, pleasing the audience of one is like, if God's pleased with me, I'm good. And if people aren't, but I'm pleasing God, then as a people pleaser, I have to be like, that's okay. Yeah. You know? You can't, and you can't live life to please people, man. You just really, you really I know. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> Nikki's crying on me. I'm like in the lecture. Second time yeah, on the episode. <laughs> One more time. No, really, though, I've had people tell me, like, I don't dread. If you look at me, man, a lot of times you're like, people. That guy's a pastor? Some people yeah. can't be. I don't even look the part, to be honest with you. So people are like, oh, you're a pastor? Is. I'm like, yeah, yeah man. Or matching short shorts at the, even, at the gym, bro. Sometimes I don't even <laughs> talk the part because I, I don't use all these words and yeah. try to be difficult to try to be holy or anything like that. I'm just, I am who I am. My character like it. yep. shows itself. But even the way I dress on stage sometimes. Yeah. yeah. Uh, we live in an area where there's Pretty conservative. It's, it's heavy, uh, heavy Catholic in the yeah, area. Yeah, yeah. So when they come to our church, some would even call it, oh, what time is Mass? And I'm like, oh, no, 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 it's no, just no, a service, no, no, man. It's just, just a service. service. Come through. But they expect you to dress a certain way. Yeah. I, constantly, man. I go to 
when I'm on stage, I'm dressed like this. Bro, I saw you one time with like a baseball jersey, ripped yeah, jeans, I had, and I had, a, I had an Astros jersey on. So I, good. I'm not trying to be like, wow, I'm gonna this dress is, a certain way. This is actually how you dress, like just normal, like yeah, like I, maybe dress up a little bit because you're on stage, but like yeah, of course, don't be yeah, raggedy. Yeah. But some people come like, hey, you know, you got to dress a certain way, and I'm like, dude, I don't care. I, I tell people straight up, you're at the wrong church, man. Yeah. With, not like in an aggressive way. <laughs> tell them. I try to typing. teach them through it. <laughs> I try to teach them through it. So I'm like, okay, do you really think that? God expects for people in Haiti or in a third world country or in the middle of the jungle. How are you going to get access to a suit? Yeah, yeah. There's yeah. there's missionaries that would go minister and they would show up in suits, man, to these people. Yeah, and they're yeah. like, dude, it doesn't matter. And they would try to train them to dress a certain way before they come to service. Yeah. Again, they're in the middle of the jungle. It doesn't matter. Also not relatable, not approachable. No. Yeah, yeah it, man. Just like, yeah. dude, it, it God makes... doesn't care so much. Like, yeah. that you come dressed a certain way. That's real. Or that you're wearing a Jesus t-shirt. He cares about the heart. Yeah. So, obviously, don't come looking all thrown. But we've had people come yeah, yeah, yeah. that are hungover, in sandals, yeah. cargo shorts. Dude. Wife beater on, dude. And we love that those those types of people. I don't mean to like categorize, but we mm. love that they're in the building. Really mm. lost, broken, yeah. just mm -hmm. seeking help, yeah. dude. Those are my favorite people to talk That's to. Right. Yeah, yeah. Uh, also, uh, what was I gonna say? I one thing I did that God did develop a lot on my faith when I was at TFC consistently was that um, that our, my walk with God became a relationship more than like a behavior yeah, pattern. Modification. Because uh, I think. When I the my the way my faith was constructed, it was more like my the more I went to church, the more I sang, the more I did, was m like equated more intimacy with God. Work space. Yeah, and that yeah. wasn't the case. Like y'all gave me space. Like we'd be leading in youth, and I was able to wear a hat, and it was more about the posture of my heart and my spiritual well-being, other than like my behavior patterns that yeah. week. And then I, I, after I was leading out of that place of relationship and intimacy with intimacy with Christ, like the motivations of my life leaned more yes. towards like living according to his statutes. But yeah. um, I also struggled with that too, man. Like with uh, like just the dressing stuff. Like I, like, uh, I was recently in an environment where like I couldn't wear ripped jeans on stage. I was like, that doesn't mean I love Christ any less. Yeah, <laughs> you know, it just, rips and all. I love no, the Lord. <laughs> I, I will say you do have to live above reproach. Yeah. yeah. Hands down. You got to be careful with what you're posting, yeah. what you're wearing, yeah. all those kinds of things. So you don't want, you don't want somebody to question Christ uh, being, you know, what you stand for and all that. Yeah, but you can't live life where you're, like, constantly almost scared of what for people sure. think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, just yeah. be who you are. Base it off of the Bible. Mm. And if people don't agree with you, again, I'm saying, like, people expect me to dress a certain way at church. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm like, I'm not coming in in a, the whatever, you know. Mm. I'm not coming in in gym attire, obviously. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But at the same time, I'm not dressing up with a button down and a blazer every yeah, time. Yeah. It's just... uh, closing the pod, um, if y'all can speak some life to... Some might like, like a young couple that's also in ministry, very similar yes. position to where you guys are at. Almost exactly what you're all at. Both of y'all are pastors or the same thing and young babies. Like yeah. uh, if you could speak into resting and care and spiritual growth and like time management, if y'all just have any nugget to speak some life to anyone listening out there. Yeah. I recently heard someone talk about um, just a small lesson from the life of John the Baptist, and I thought it was so good. It spoke to me. I haven't, like, talked about it because mm -hmm. it's, super, it's fresh, but it applies. Is John the Baptist, right, he came uh, to set the stage for Christ, whatever. He was confident in who he was, but he was comfortable in who he wasn't. Yeah. So he said, like, That's I'm good. not the Messiah. I'm comfortable with not being the Messiah, but I am confident that I'm the forerunner, right? Like, I'm going to pave the way for someone to come and meet Christ. So... 
I'll speak to the woman's perspective or the wife's perspective is like, I'm comfortable that I'm not him and that my call isn't his and that my voice doesn't reach where his voice goes and that I don't influence maybe the same types of people or in the, in the way that he does, yeah. but I'm confident in who God's called me to be. Mm-hmm. So I want to be who God's called me to be, right? That's yeah, good. Yeah. Because it's like that I'm going to answer to him. I don't answer to my husband at the end of the day. This is for Christ. Yeah. And I think it's really easy really to, as a, as a wife, be like overshadowed or at least the temptation is that like, I don't know if my call is as impactful as my husband's. I'm comfortable in who I'm not, but I'm confident in who I am. Yeah. Um, man, if, if there's a couple out there that's just starting off in ministry and is looking forward to things that are coming in the future and they have all these aspirations and goals for themselves, I would just encourage them just kind of hit the brakes on everything yeah. and understand that really get guidance from the spirit of God. Like, what do you, what do you want me to do today? Yeah. There That's was, good. this just happened very recent. This I'm speaking off a of fresh revelation, honestly, yeah, for yeah. myself, because she knows this. I'm the kind of individual that I set goals for yeah. the future, and this is what I'm accomplishing. I hit, I try to hit it hard, and I try to make it happen. Mm-hmm. Many times, I can try to make it happen with my own willpower, whether mm-hmm. it be here at church or a business venture we're going on, whatever. But I, I, I work hard to make it happen. And yeah. and I'm laying in bed one day, mm-hmm. and this was about four months ago, five months ago. And dude, I was feeling so heavy, man. I was like, God, I'm failing at all these things. Like yeah. there was certain business ventures I had taken, and they weren't panning out. It was it was things yeah. were th- things were going south, and. I had all that weighing on me. Yeah. Then things at the church were really heavy during that time. Yeah. Um, I had taken responsibility as lead pastor of the church for about three months while our lead yeah. was on That's sabbatical. Yeah. So I had all that just That's on me, lot, So I'm laying in bed. I got a pregnant wife. I got things I'm looking forward to in the future. <laughs> things just seem to be going south. And I'm yeah. I'm crying. I mean, she, she yeah. has no idea. I She's bought the asleep. wrong tickets. It was just a lot of wrong tickets. <laughs> you were crying. Yeah, yeah. You I was don't do not that. like, but like I was teary-eyed, man. I felt so much pressure yeah. to the point where if you've ever felt this before, and it happens a lot, okay. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people say, "Oh man, I'm talking a lot. I'm sorry." No, you good, you good. A lot of people say, "Hey, you know, ministry's hard, but everything's hard. Yeah. Not yeah. just ministry, man. Anything um, worth like having or doing." Yeah, Seeing yeah. my parents yes. uh, from a young age, how hard they work to have a successful business. It was hard work. They yep. work harder yeah. than most people in ministry, Absolutely. honestly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But everything's hard. So when I'm laying in bed, man, I'm just like, God, what is going on? Yeah. Like, where are you? And mm. this can happen a lot with a couple that were just people that are walking into ministry or walking into something fresh, a business, whatever it may yeah. be. But you start seeing some of the failures. Yeah. And it's very easy to question, God, are you here? Mm-hmm. I was literally asking wow. God. I believe in God with all my heart, man. I have Here no you are, doubt. a pastor. Yeah, and I'm laying in bed. God, where are you? Yeah. Really yeah. asking, like, God, your hand You're leading a church, this. you know. Yeah. Things are going south. I mean, what is up? Mm-hmm. And the phrase that the Holy Spirit mentioned, um, it just really opened my eyes. And this is how I live life, honestly, today mm-hmm. uh, and every day. Yeah. He said, you are blessed and you're highly favored. You're blessed and you're highly favored. And I'm thinking, a lot of people think this way. It's very easy to get caught in this. You think you're blessed if you're successful. Yeah. You think you're blessed if what you want to happen is happening. That's not the case, man. Yeah. I'm blessed and I'm highly favored black yeah. because I belong to the King of Kings because right. I'm one of his children. That's it, yeah. I'm blessed and I'm mm-hmm. highly favored. So I have to live that way. So yeah. when he spoke that to me that night, 
I change my mindset yeah. and it's hard. Don't, don't get me wrong. That's like every day I live this way. No, man. Like you have your rough patches and you forget what the Holy Spirit spoke and you have to remind, you have yeah. to, you know, oh wait, that's not how I'm supposed to be thinking anymore. Cause you get caught in that trap. Yeah. But now I, if something comes up my way and it just happened not very long ago, mm-hmm. uh, where another business venture was like, oh man, it was really, really tough. But I just stopped, and I almost felt like the pressure just wasn't there. Because yeah. what I would tell myself is, wait a minute. I'm blessed and highly favored. I'm and I'm highly favored. Word. So this is going to work out. So yeah. Yeah. that's what the advice that I would give to someone that's just kind of starting off in ministry. Hey, you're blessed and you're highly favored. Just yeah. focus on today. You can't control tomorrow. It's scripture. You can't yeah. control what happened in the past, but you yeah. can. what you can do right now, what can you do now? The water that's bottle. what you focus on. Yeah, the water bottle is what I can do right now. <laughs> but that's, yeah. that's what you have to uh, do. Man, bro, there's a lot of things that we didn't tell. We, ha- we might have to have y'all back on, but y'all are business partners. You have an Airbnb together. We do. We, we have, have two. A, yeah. It's, two uh, Airbnbs. Two Airbnbs. We do real, real estate, estate on the side, flipping homes and building homes. We yeah, just man. sold two. Thank God. Quick yeah. plug. Um, before we leave, can y'all... Plug your socials, plug the church, plug business ventures. Uh, maybe tell them where they can book your Airbnb. Yeah, dude. Like, how to find you, man. Yeah, yeah. Well, I don't know if it's possible to put a link for where the Airbnbs are at or something like that on I the mean, video. They pass it. We'll figure it out. Yeah, we'll yeah. Figure it out. But our Good friend plug. here is going to figure out how to make that happen. Our Instagram's yours. I am Nakia Garcia. She don't post, but you can follow Bro, her. I'm going to post for the people. Yeah, post for I'm the gonna people. I'm going to give the people We were what talking about want. this last night. You have fans. You want to know, we'll know about the babies. We want to know about working yes. out, mom life. For yeah. sure. Yeah, sure. Okay. And mine is uh, at I am Ricky Garcia. Yes. Yes. So all together, it's pretty simple. And then the family church. The family church is just a, an awesome Bible-believing church. If you're, in, if you're in the 956, come to the family church. We'd love to have you. And that specifically is at underscore the family church. Underscore. That's Underscore. right. Find us, yeah. uh, what about... Um, good Home? Yeah, Good Home. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Good Home is uh, just Good Home LLC, at Good Home LLC, and that's, uh, our, that's our real estate. What do y'all do again? Y'all real flip, estate investing. Yeah, flip homes, invest in new properties, or just buy property, build a home on it. Yeah, so. renovate. Do that oh, we didn't even talk about that. There's oh, so much Bouncy stuff. life with, with businesses. So Season two, bro. Hey. Season two. Season two return, guys. We accept. We accept. They said it on the air. First, hey, I love y'all. Thanks for coming to the Vision Room Social. I will see y'all soon. Y'all tune back in for next week. We'll see y'all.